0: So, would you say that you nacho stepdaughter 11?
1: Oh, for sure. Full supreme,
2: (laughs) every (laughs) topping nacho.
0: (laughs) Extra jalapenos, extra sour cream, extra everything.
2: (laughs) You're listening to the Nacho Kids podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims.
0: Hey, 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 hey. It's us. It's us, Lori. Yeah, and and Lori. And David. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I got this cool little frog. I think we were in the Bahamas. Was it the Bahamas that we got the frog? Uh, Maybe. Let's see if I can get him to work. Does that sound
3: like a frog? No, it sounds like he's scraping wood over top of another piece of wood. Maybe I went
0: the other way. way. I think he's cool. I got him on my desk. Anyway, before we forget, we have another scholarship to the Nacho Kids Academy to give out. Awesome.
3: So let's go ahead and tell people how to apply because we need more people to apply.
0: To apply for the Nacho Kids Academy Scholarship. It's the Sylvia Hour Scholarship. You must send an email, including a video, a short video. It doesn't have to be of your pretty little face. It can be of your dog. But send a video stating your name, how long you've been blending, you know, your blending statistics, like how many bios you have, steps, kids, hours, kids, neighbors, kids, whatever. Neighbors, kids. And tell us why you should win a free month scholarship to the Academy. Mm-hmm. And if you were chosen, we will let you know. And there is one thing that we ask you to do for winning the scholarship. And that is after your month in the Academy that you write a testimony about what you think about the Academy.
3: Yep. And that's not going to have your name on it. It's completely anonymous.
0: Yep. Completely anonymous. And it's a $49 value, people.
3: Yep. So- and
0: that is dollar value like real value is priceless and I'm true not that. just saying that because of all the work I've put in it
3: yeah you know, true we had one lady that joined uh, she was she joined for a month and she's like all I got is enough money to join a month and um, and so she joined it and by the end of the month she got so much value out of it that she I won't say what she did but she stopped doing things <laughs> <laughs> that was costing her money somewhere else so that she could buy um, a uh, an extended um, Subscription to the Academy. Yep. So now she's in there for a year. Mm-hmm. So you think about that. So think about that. You got somebody who joined for a month because they were like, well, let me see what I can get out of it. And it was so valuable to them. They pay for an entire year.
0: Yes, because there is so much stuff in there. And she busted her butt. I'm not going to lie. She was busting her butt. She was attending the Q&A calls. She was you know, active in the community and all this stuff. But she still saw that there was more that she wanted to get out of it. So, um, yeah, so kudos to her. Yep. Kudos to all our members because they're all awesome.
3: Yep, but you i mean—you definitely get out of it what you put in it, which honestly is part of the reason why we're asking you to do something to get this because if you're not going to put in a little bit of work to, to get, get in free there, membership. you're not going to put in the work to get in there. You're not going to put any work once you get in there. And so, uh, look, I mean, here's what I say. Uh we want want people in there that are going to have positive results. And so we have to find ways to weed out those people who just don't want to do anything other than get in there and um, poke around and go, Oh, that's nice. looks cool. Great. And then next thing you know, the their subscriptions run out and you wasted somebody else's chance to be in there and to save their sanity and their relationship. And that's what we don't want. There's tons of people out there that really, really need this. And we don't want to waste it on those that don't.
0: Right. So with that being said, our winner for the number two Mm -hmm. scholarship is Janice B. Janice. Janice.
3: All right. We will see Janice in the academy.
0: Yes. Very excited.
3: Yep. And another thing too is we're giving away like one every other week. All the way through the end of the year. And I think we're giving away, what, four of them in December?
0: hmm So we're giving away a total of 20 month-long memberships to the Nacho Kids Academy. Yep. And that was from a donation from Sylvia Krakauer. And David and I matched that donation. hmm So that's where we got 20 from.
3: Are we ready to announce that we've had somebody else step up?
0: We can. <laughs> we have another lady that has decided... That she would like to donate one month Mm -hmm. membership.
3: Yep. And she's an Academy member.
0: She's an Academy member. I have not asked if I could use her name.
3: Yeah, so we won't yet.
0: So I won't use her name yet, but she's awesome. And I'm not just saying everybody's awesome. Y'all are awesome. Even if you're not in the Academy, you're awesome.
3: Yeah, at least you're spending some of your hard-earned time to listen to this podcast and Mm -hmm. and all that. But we're going to match that one, too.
0: Yes, we're going to match that one, too.
3: So that one-month donation... To give away to somebody, we're matching it, so now that's two months.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, it's one month for two people, so there's two right. more. So, thanks for the donation. That's amazing. I mean, you it got is. they could take that money and spend it on their own subscription or whatever you want to call it, their own membership. Yeah. Um, but they didn't. They, they could
0: take that money and go to Starbucks when it opens back up.
3: Yeah. I mean, so much you can do with that. Well, and, and
0: think about it. You know, a lot of people have lost jobs now. The cost of things are going up. The cost of meat's going up. The cost of vegetables and fruits. This lady's donating a month. And I mean, and that's a lot.
3: Yeah. Just think if like tons, a hundred people just donated one month.
0: Goodness gracious. We'd be doing this for four years.
3: We'd be giving away like one every day.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I can handle all that. But That's stressful. <laughs> and you know, nacho's all about not being stressed. <laughs> don't make me nacho to scholarships, David.
3: That would be funny. So yep. uh, anyway, um, honestly, you need help. You're listening to this podcast. Chances are, if you don't need it, you know somebody who does. Yeah. So, you know, give it as a gift or do whatever, but please do something that that helps your life, helps and, your brand. And if you
0: don't remember everything I told you, just shoot me an email at contactus@nachokids.com and say, tell me about the scholarship. Yep. And I'll tell you about it. Sure enough. Sure enough. All right. So, David, let's talk about what happened to me the other day. (laughs) Okay. I got a mosquito bite, quote, quote. I think it was a mosquito bite. And then, what, two days later, I woke up and felt like my arm was broken?
3: That's what you said.
0: I did. Oh, my gosh, it hurt so bad. I've never had a broke bone, but I can just imagine that's what it felt like. I was in tears. So I called my daddy. (laughs) I was like, daddy. And he said, I don't think that, you know, a, Virtual visit's going to do you any good? You're probably going to need a cortisone shot or something. So I called this one place and Urgent Care, and we we're only seeing uh, patients through the tele thing. The tele thing, yeah, the tele thing. So I called this other place, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll see you." I'm like, "Really? Thank you, thank you." Because y'all, my arm was swollen up. It itched high heavens, but if you touched it, it felt like a bruise. And the more I moved my arm, the more it hurt. It was horrible. So for y'all that don't know. They don't give you prednisone or steroid shots in your arm. <laughs> had to go into donk.
3: <laughs> they so, were like, we've got to put this in the biggest part of
0: your body. That is not the biggest part of my body. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait a minute, maybe it should be. Anyway, <laughs> so I've learned throughout my many years of getting shots, you don't tense up. You know, so you, you relax.
3: Yeah, you got to have a flabby booty.
0: So, what's that song Um <laughs> the leg. You know uh, what I'm talking about? Yeah,
3: the, the shake a leg thing. Oh, here. what's it called,
0: David? Come on, help me. Chicken it's leg. the Nene, the whipping a nae song, right? Stanky leg. Stanky leg. <laughs> it's the stanky leg. <laughs> like, do the stanky leg, do the stanky leg, With their legs all loose.
3: Uh, if you say so.
0: So I was doing the stanky leg, and she said, a big stick. And I was like, never did feel anything. She said, well, you might feel the medicine go in, never felt anything. I'm like, huh, oh, she did good. I'm impressed. I go to walk out of the thing. I'm like, holy moly, it hurt. <laughs> it hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. It's the, I started kicking in, I guess, that yeah. pain.
3: The pain's like the next day.
0: I, I'm okay today.
3: Oh, this isn't, oh, no, the pain's day two.
0: Oh, well, we'll see you tomorrow if That's I can't sit is. down.
3: Yeah, so tomorrow's when it kicks in.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah. anyway, I'm on steroids for the next week, too. Woo.
3: Yeah, maybe you start working out.
0: Yeah. Let's not talk about that, David. I did oh. notice
3: some roid rage going on this morning. With what? I'm just kidding. I'm sure it'll happen, though. Maybe. And you'll blame it on that. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, I can't That's like it. I said, I was hungry. David. I was like, oh, now you're going to blame it on the steroids.
3: Yeah. I mean, she's got COVID cheeks already.
0: <laughs> well, I thought the COVID-19, I was supposed to gain 19 pounds. Is that what it was? <laughs> Is that not how it works?
3: <laughs> it was funny. We were on a coaching call, and I said something about COVID cheeks, and Man, some of them members were just, just like going crazy laughing. Yeah,
0: because they thinking, "How's he alive <laughs> after he says something like that to her?" That's probably why my arms. And they laugh because they like it's true. She got some chubby cheeks. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we're all busted up over here because I've got frozen uh, shoulder, adhesive capsulitis. Yeah, frozen shoulder. Just so happens it's the frozen shoulder on the side that she's always hitting me on. So I think well, you a-
0: had a frozen shoulder on the other side when you had your motorcycle wreck.
3: Yeah, but uh, this is there was no reason why this came on, so I don't know what's going on.
0: I hit you in the middle of your chest.
3: I'll tell you what, though. Painful. Painful.
0: Yeah. And so we went and got this treadmill that my dad had. (laughs) Well, this thing is like the Mac Daddy of treadmills. Like, I mean, it would probably exercise for you.
3: Yeah. We had to have somewhere to hang clothes.
0: Yeah. I was running out of places on my exercise bike. (laughs) So we decided we had to take it apart to get it upstairs because it's big and bulky. It's
3: like 350 pounds.
0: And... I'm just going to tell y'all, <laughs> somebody should have recorded that because we were pathetic. David with it was one arm, me with my weak self, we tried to strap these things on to carry it. And then my face is all squished up on it and I couldn't straighten up straight. And <laughs> David was like, well, you're doing it wrong. And so finally, my poor son, after David and I spent, what, 20 minutes getting it up to the bottom steps.
3: Yeah, we, we walked up like four steps.
0: To the uh, front door.
3: On to the Yeah, to the front door. And Lori's like, I can't make it. I'm like, oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> it was we, bad. No. We just got well, started. I mean, but it, once I straightened up, it seemed better. <laughs> like, you know, walking in the house because I was like hunched back. I this. can
3: see you because I'm like, why aren't you straight? Because you what told sp-. me
0: to squat down and tighten it. And yeah, that's what and I did. I didn't did. stand
3: up. I didn't tell you to walk like.
0: And I did. That's all I could stand up.
3: Quasimodo <laughs> walking <Okay>. around <laughs> trying to.
0: So then my sweet boy comes to the bottom of the steps. He's like, Y'all need some help?
3: Dude, you should have recorded that because, like, I've never heard that come out of his mouth.
0: Well, it took us like four minutes with his help because he got on David's, you know, frozen arm side.
3: Yeah, he became my left
2: arm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he became David's left arm, and then I was the one guiding it on the steps. So, anyway, we know y'all wanted to hear all that, but I think we got more work moving the treadmill than we'll probably ever get using it.
3: Don't say that. I'm if not I, saying if that. I drug that stupid thing upstairs and don't get used. Don't I am. call
0: it a stupid thing.
3: It will go out the window.
0: No, it won't. It
3: won't fit out the window. Yeah, that's true. You're lucky there. It'll be, you know. It's like that. Be like that stupid bike we got that nobody rides.
0: I ride it in my sleep every night.
3: <laughs> I was fixing to say you might get struck by lightning.
0: I rode it not long ago. You
3: lie. Sitting on it does not mean anything. I rode
0: it. I came here and told you. What did you do? I rode it.
3: What does that mean?
0: I cut the little pink button on and I hit the incline button and I rode it.
3: Well, no, no. Be more specific. How what? far did you go? A mile. You get that thing going fast and you just let it go and it nope. just creaked. I don't believe you went a mile.
0: It wasn't like you on the little golf cart bike pedaling thing at the beach. <laughs> no, my legs aren't like that. Anyway, now y'all know way too much of the story.
3: Uh if you look, these listeners, most of them probably are no different. Everybody buys the weightlifting equipment or some kind of workout equipment that sits somewhere. And at best, it becomes something you're laying your clothes on.
0: <laughs> well, David's going to make me mad, y'all.
3: So we happen we happen to have this Well,
0: exercise I tell you what, bike if, if that, we don't ride this or if we don't use this treadmill and we sell it, it does not include the taking it down the stairs fee. They got to do that.
3: And we're not selling it. you going to get your... Your COVID-19 cheeks up there and you're going to ride it or Look run, at a, no run on Ain't it or whatever you Ain't nothing
0: wrong with do. your
3: legs. Oh, I'll be on it. Get on it. I'll be on there with a the dog walking. He's <laughs> <You're> so stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably be the only one walking on
3: it. I know. Like calling the dog, get off the treadmill.
0: <laughs> Come on, ZZ, get off the treadmill. All right. So our guest today is Krista. Oh, Krista has been blending. Well, they've been... Together three and a half years, living together a little bit right at three years. And when we recorded this, they had only been married about two months.
3: Ooh, wow.
0: So it's probably close to their six-month anniversary by now.
3: Six-month anniversary? Yeah. Wouldn't that be a half anniversary? Half anniversary?
0: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so there are two bio-moms. One bio-mom is very high-conflict and she has no contact with her. The other bio-mom was high-conflict, but things have gotten better. Okay. One stepdaughter is with them 50-50.
3: Did you say (laughs) 50-50?
0: One stepdaughter is with them (laughs) 50-50. And the other one is there full-time. Okay. Okay.
3: What are their challenges? Or is that what we're going to learn today? That's
0: what you're going to learn. All
3: right. Well, let's get into it then.
0: Get into it.
3: All right. So, everybody, stay tuned. Got a short word about the Academy, the Nacho Kids Academy, where you can get a free membership.
0: Yeah, and where we can teach you all the stuff that we learned and get you to be all happy like we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure blended bliss. That's what it is. It's blended bliss.
3: <laughs> That's just living with me, folks. Uh. All
0: right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll be Anybody
0: back. got a scholarship for me to come live with y'all for a month?
3: Scholarship. Yeah.
0: I'll I, pay. I don't
3: know. I could probably put you up somewhere if you want to go. Me and Jackson loved having a long time to not have to hear all that yelling. You'd
0: have to cook for him. That's fine. We got cereal. (laughs) (laughs) He don't eat cereal. I'm not. I didn't look up with him. I looked up his own eggs. Yeah, yeah. He tried to freeze eggs this morning. But anyway,
3: (laughs) all right, folks. Let's listen to Krista after a word from the academy.
2: There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit NachoKidsAcademy.com and sign up today to join other step-parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. Today, we have stepmom Krista. Hey, Krista, how are you? Hi,
1: Lori. I'm good. How are you? Doing
0: well, doing well. So how long have you been blending?
1: Um, So I've been with my husband for three and a half years, but we just got married uh, a little over two months ago. Um, But we've basically been living together pretty much the whole time. So I would say three years, you know, uh, of living together with everyone in the house.
0: It's funny that you say that you got married two months ago. I did a recording earlier and the lady, they just got married two months ago. (laughs)
1: yeah it was october 5th we had a we had a really beautiful wedding it was great
0: so how many stepkids do you have
1: um i have two stepdaughters um they are nine and uh 11 okay
0: and are they from the same mom
1: they have uh different moms yeah they have different bio moms um the the my husband, his first daughter was born when he was twenty. Um, they were, you know, dating, um, and I think they separated when she was about a year old. And then he got married uh, to another woman, and they had a, uh, you know, they had a baby together. Um, and then they got divorced. Um, I think they were married for about five or six years. So, um, and she was four when they got when they separated and got a divorce. So.
0: Okay, was he married to the first uh bio mom? no, okay, I, I wasn't sure I didn't think that you said that
1: no, it was like a like a high school girlfriend you know that kind of went into their twenties their early twenties um, but uh they 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 broke up when she was about a year old so but no, they were never married
0: okay now how, how do you get along with them with the bio moms
1: um uh the mother of the oldest daughter i don't have any contact with. Um, she's high conflict. (laughs) So I, I stay out of it. I always have, um, I just stay away. Um, the other one was high conflict in the beginning, but, um, now we're, you know, we, we can communicate. We have each other's phone numbers. We text when we see each other, we're pleasant, but I mean, I wouldn't call us friends or anything like that, but I think, uh, we both see the value and, having a good relationship for you know for for his daughter and you know for him and for us too so um but it's nice i mean it's helpful to have somewhat of a good relationship with her and be able to text and be able to ta- help the the daughter you know with certain things and communicate mm-hmm. with each other so
0: now do you have stepdaughter 11 and stepdaughter 9 the same amount of time
1: uh nope stepdaughter 11 is with us all the time she um is only allowed to see her mother during supervised visits and stepdaughter nine is 50, 50. So she's on like the five, five, two, two schedule. Um, So every other weekend, basically in half the week. So, so she's 50, 50.
0: And how often does bio mom get to see um, step bio mom one? How often does she get to see stepdaughter 11?
1: Well, it's pretty, recent that the visits have to be supervised. Um, we've, we, he's had full custody for over a year, but during the first year of that, she was seeing her maybe every other weekend. It's, uh, you know, basically whenever it worked out for everyone. Um, but recently there was an episode and, um, police were involved in all of that. So now he has been ordered to not let her see her mom unless it's supervised. So I think in the past two months, she's seen her once um, and once or twice, maybe Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, she does, you know, do FaceTime calls and things like that uh, maybe once a week or so. But um, yeah, so recently it's been a change, a big change. So we haven't, she she's been with us, you know, every, every day and every night for at least two months now. So,
0: and what was the visitation like before things changed? I mean, at one point, was it 50 50 or was it that bio mom had the majority of custody and dad had a visitation?
1: Uh, it, she was a week on, a week off when I met him, and so it was like that for you know about two and a half years or so. Um, but she would come home with stories, uh, just traumatic events that would happen. with her mom and the boyfriend and fighting. And uh, she had a couple times got into some great detail with me that she didn't want to tell her dad because she didn't want her dad to get mad, but she would want me to tell him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So sort of putting, putting me in the middle, but at the same time, everyone was just happy that she felt at least comfortable enough to tell somebody what was going on. And it was one of those things. Like once I got her talking, she would sort of tell me everything and I would just act like, oh, wow, that's really too bad. Nothing like it wasn't ever a huge deal because I wanted her to keep going and feel comfortable about it. But d- inside I'm like going, oh my gosh, this is awful. <laughs> we have to get this kid out of there, you know? Um, right. So e- eventually, you know, we did and, and uh, he took the steps needed to, 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 take her away from that. But, um, you know, unfortunately they just, you know, there's a lot of, there's definitely alcohol, you know, abuse and I don't know about drugs or anything like that, but, um, they're just high conflict people, you know, drama constantly. And, um, it's not a safe place for a child, you know, to be so. Right. Yeah.
0: So probably two years in so about a year year and a half ago is when he started having her the majority of the time
1: yeah 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 it was after one night that she was telling me all these details and um so I told him about it and then he confronted the mother and she admitted that all these things were true and he basically got her to sign sign over custody and and they uh where they had to go to anger management counseling and drug and alcohol c- counseling—that's what they were supposed to do, but they really didn't do it. So that's why she was never able to get any custody back, um, because they haven't done any of, of those things. <laughs> right. So, yep. Was your husband supposed to do it too? No, no. Just uh, her, the mom, and her boyfriend. Okay. We're supposed to do it. No, no. He, he, he's the one saying you guys need to do this because <laughs> he wanted, I mean, he wants, he is like amazing because he wants everyone to be fine. He wants them to do well so that she can be at her mom's house half the time. He doesn't want to take his daughter away from her mother. You know, he understands that it's important for a child to have both of their parents. And, um, you know, he feels bad that, they, she already has to go back and forth, you know, house to house. And he just wants to, he was trying to give them the tools that they needed to be functional (laughs) parents and, and, you know, and a step, stepdad basically. And they, they weren't able, they're not able to do it. They just are too deep into their addiction or whatever they're doing. You know, they're not able to, to come to the surface with that. So, um, so, you know, they they had a year. They had a year to get it together and they didn't. And it just seems to be getting worse, you know, over there. So, Yeah. I had to take her out of that situation. Now, did you push your
0: husband to get custody of her?
1: Um, there were t- n- not at that point, no, but I would say things like, you know, since then, you know, she would she would come home with these stories um you know when she would be there for the weekend in the past year and i would say you know how he doesn't have to let her go over there why are you letting her go over there you need to go back to court and get all of this like a judge should be deciding this you shouldn't be deciding this but every time you know i would bring it up we would just end up arguing about it <laughs> mm-hmm. cuz he wants he doesn't want to cause extra conflict. He doesn't want to stir the pot. He's just trying to get everyone to just, you know, get along. And, um, but apparently, you know, she would tell me things that she wouldn't tell him. And so I would tell him, but I don't know if, if it just wasn't setting in his mind when I would say it to him. Um, but eventually she had to speak to, you know, child protective services and he was kind of, he could hear the interview and things that she was saying stories that she was telling he said to me after i should have listened to you mm-hmm. <laughs> this whole past year because you were right it's really it was really bad it was much worse than i knew and i was just like i told you you know but i being you know the stepmom i had no control over it so and, and eventually I got sick of fighting with him about it, you know, and, and I learned that you can't care more if he's okay with it and he, the mom's okay with it, then I have to be okay with it. You know, I didn't grow up with that kind of trauma and abuse and neglect. And so I wasn't used to having that be an option for a child right. <laughs> when when there when there is another option, a perfectly safe home as like, you know, such as our home where we don't act like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, I, actually it was like the moment that I said, you know what, maybe we should just let her go back. To, let's build back to fifty-fifty with her mom. Let's just see how it goes. It was like that first t- weekend that she stayed more than two days. That I finally let go it was like two weeks later. It all, was it's all over now, and you know now she can't go back there. So it was like the moment I let go, I got like what what I wanted. Originally, which was for her to not be at her mom's supervised, (laughs) you know, unsupervised. I mean, she needs to not be alone with her mother and her boy, her mom's boyfriend. It's right unsafe. So, so now she's safe in our house. I mean, she's not happy. She's going through a lot of, um, you know, she's having some behavioral issues, and she's really upset about it. And there's definitely some obvious signs of trauma um coming through now but um you know i think we'll just get through that and then things will will get better for her
0: do you think the trauma is from her not seeing her mom or trauma from what she experienced while she was with her mom
1: oh definitely what i what she experienced being with her mom um she feels she had said she feels a need to protect her mom so uh, so she feels bad not being there because she can't protect her mom. So there's just a there's a lot going on in her head. She doesn't really talk about it too much, but she's definitely angry right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. So I so this is a I'm I'm tr- I'm just stepping back, and she knows I've spoken to her and said, if you need me for anything, I will always help you. But you are gonna have to ask me because I I don't know how to help you. So if you need help, you need to ask me. I will talk to you about anything. I will hug you. I will do whatever you need, but I'm, you know, you need to ask me cuz I don't I'm I have to step back and let my husband sort of handle this. <laughs> right. Cuz I don't want to step in where I'm not wanted or needed or anything like that. So
0: And she under- seemed to understand that.
1: Yeah, she does. Good. She does. Yep, and when she needs me, she says it. And so she, she knows, I mean, I, I, I you know, I, she knows that I love her. I just, I'm not really sure what to do. And I, and I'm not really able to not be offended <laughs> when she is being kind of like abusive, you know, to me or whatever. And so, so I don't even try to start anything. I just let her, if she needs me, she can come to me. And yeah, she, she does know that. I mean, she knows me well enough to know that, that I mean it when I say that, and that I will be there for her if she needs me for sure.
0: So you have an issue with taking things personally when she's aggravated? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause she knows, you know, she, she knows everybody's buttons. She knows what to say. Um, So yeah, I do. I, 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 well, you know, I'm getting better at it now, but for a while I definitely was taking it personally because, you know, she, she would come home with stories, things that her mom would say about me. You know, one of those, you can't win. You know, if I say hi, it's how dare she's that woman talk to me. And if I don't say hi, it's what's her problem. Why isn't she saying hi? What a snob. Yeah. you know so and so she <laughs> so she would say these things to her daughter and then her daughter would say it to me and then I would say well how do you see how unfair that is like how am I supposed to win here I just don't say hi because I try I'm staying out of the drama like I just don't even want to like, make eye contact with her because then she'll have something to say about it you know so like if we do a drop-off like you know if we we'll meet at the store that's halfway in between our our houses and I'll just sit in the car and look at my phone or whatever while well, it's the exchange is happening. Where I might look at her and smile, but you know that's about it. And you know either way, whether I do or don't, it, I'm you know wrong. So it, what's the point in even trying?
0: <laughs> right now, let me ask you something: Do you like to go to the drop-offs in um, exchanges, or would you rather not be involved in that at all?
1: Well, sometimes we're going somewhere else after, or um, I don't. You know, I, I like studying the Spending the time and having the ride with my husband, you know that doesn't. That's fine. He usually asks me to go with him. You know, you want to come for the ride, sure. So that doesn't. And honestly, yeah, no, it doesn't faze me to not even look at her. I don't. I don't care. I, I don't even care about the terrible things that she says about me. It doesn't. It doesn't affect me. What What affects me is that it's hurting the my stepdaughter because then she has all this that she has to sort through in her head about if it's true or not, and well. You know, is she allowed to love me? Is she allowed to like me? You know, so. Right. Um,
0: and it's a lot for a kid.
1: Yeah, it, it's it doesn't hurt me personally what her mom says because she doesn't even know me, so I know the kind of person she is. I understand that, you know, but it's hard for the kid. So.
0: What's that saying? Um, what others think of you is none of your business.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I remember the first time I heard that. I'm yeah. thinking, what do you mean? It's none of my business. It's about me. <laughs>
1: Well, it's not helpful sometimes, you know.
0: No, it's not it's because not.
1: especially if it's bad, yeah. We
0: beat ourselves up enough. We don't need somebody else to do it for us.
1: Exactly. Mhm. Exactly. So, let's talk about stepdaughter 9. Okay. Um Yeah. She's um she's an angel. <laughs> she's an angel. I don't know if it's cuz she is. I don't know if it's cuz she's still young or she definitely does not have the trauma, you know, that that stepdaughter 11 has. Um You know, she definitely was sad when her parents got divorced, but she had said, even to me, like when we first, when I kind of first met her and we were getting comfortable with each other, she would say, you know, I I miss that they're not together, but there was like a lot of fighting and I, I didn't like all the fighting, you know, she Mm -hmm. would say things like that. And, and I don't, I mean, I think that her mom is. Um, a good person and she is a good mom and she is doing a lot of things right. But I just think her together with my husband, like the two of them as a, as a married couple didn't not work. They co-parent beautifully. Now they, they get along really well. I get along with her, you know, and you know, you can tell the difference between a child that's been alienated from her, her father and her, you know, father's girlfriend or now, you know, the stepmom. And a child who hasn't. Um, because she has, I don't think she has any guilt. I mean, she tells me she loves me every day. She's always snuggling me. You know, I woke up, I was in my hallway, um, like last week and she came out of her bedroom and just threw her arms right around me as soon as she saw me, you know, and I'm just like, this is amazing. (laughs) This is a kid that I can, even though I don't have my own kids can say, you know, Perhaps I love her like my own as much as I could without having my own, Right, you know, um, at, at this point, because she is, I can't wait for her to get to our house. I love being around her. She's just fun and she's, um, and she's very pleasant. So, but you can tell, I mean, she hasn't had the trauma or the alienation or any of that, you know, so she's just a beautiful, bright little girl. Right. She's also young still, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> once the hormones start kicking in and the teenage stuff, but but you know, I even with her, I, I just only give love and if there's an issue or any disciplining or anything like that, I just say, Go go ask your dad or dad can handle it and so um I don't and really honestly, she doesn't ever really need to be disciplined. She just always does the right thing. It's pretty incredible. So
0: so this goes to show that two children within two years apart, you're having to treat them completely different because your dynamics with them is completely different.
1: Totally different. Yeah. And beca- <laughs> they have the same dad. So the difference is <laughs> the mm-hmm. mom. <laughs> um, you know, obviously, stepdaughter 11, her parents were never together that she remembers. And stepdaughter 9, they were. And she still remembers that a little. I mean, it was, you know, 4 or 4. Almost you know around four years ago, my husband wasn't single for very long before I met him. <laughs> I snatched him up pr- pretty quick but um <laughs> but um yeah i mean it's it's definitely definitely a huge difference, and sometimes I feel badly because stepdaughter eleven sees her um sees us being sweet to each other and having a good relationship but i don't i don't say. Hey, come over here and give me a hug and snuggle me and sit on my lap and sit on the couch with me. She just does it. Right. You know, and, and, um, you know, I have said to stepdaughter 11, like, I just can't stand, th- like, arguing. You know, I don't argue with your father, I don't argue with your sister. And so it feels like every time we speak, it turns into an argument of some sort. And so I don't want to live like that. So that's why I'm backing off. Um, and i i know sometimes she will try and be aware of what she's saying and try to have a nice conversation with me and that's nice and i'll accept that and we'll do that but as soon as it turns into something negative i'm just i have to be done cuz i can't i don't want to live like that it's not it's not what i'm used to and i don't want that to be normal in our home
0: <laughs> right it's not healthy
1: no no it's not so i think she I think she gets a little jealous maybe but at the same time, she sees that it's, I don't want to say it's her fault, but it's her behaviors that are causing the difference in the relationship. It's not because I'm choosing to love the other one more. <laughs> right. I would love to love, I would love to have the same relationship with both of them, but it's just not possible right now in order to keep the peace in the home, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So would you say that you nacho stepdaughter 11?
1: Oh, for sure. Full supreme <laughs> every <laughs> topping nacho
0: <laughs> extra jalapenos extra sour cream extra everything
1: <laughs> I took um stepdaughter 11 went with my husband to his um uh, he had a he's in a band so he had a gig and so she went with him because I I'm not showing her and I'm not even I don't even watch her or I'm never alone with her ever so I took stepdaughter nine out to dinner and I ordered the nachos <laughs> I never order nachos but I did I had to and they were, they were good. But, um, yeah, I definitely nacho full supreme dial. I hate, like, I don't, I, I know I have to, I, it's not like, I want to, I, I really, really have to. Right. And I don't think people understand yeah. that is the
0: majority yeah. of people that nacho is because they have to, the other option is yeah. for them to lose their stuff and look like the exorcist and mm-hmm. go crazy on everybody or get yeah. divorced. Right, that's your options.
1: Then I look like a steve, uh, evil stepmom, and I, I don't. I'm not that person. I don't want to be that person. So, and um, in, instead of arguing all the time, I just, you know, just back off. I just don't say anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is better, you know. So
0: it's not being mean. It's not um, because you don't want to parent them. It's because they, you're trying to parent them, causes problems. Yeah. Whether it's with them, the bio mom, your significant other, it causes problems. Whereas with your younger stepdaughter, you don't have the same issues. You can tell her to do something, and it's not an issue with you and your significant other. It's not an issue with her and you. It's not an issue with bio mom and her you. Right?
1: Yeah. No. I mean, I, I there haven't been any issues with that. You know, I can say, all right. I mean, I wouldn't do it if my uh, husband's home. He just takes over all that. He's always said to me. You know you don't need to step in, and he's you know you don't need to discipline, you can just be the cool aunt like be like be that role because he saw in his first in his first marriage that you know so stepdaughter nine's mother um had also a hard time with stepdaughter eleven and it was really tough on their marriage, you know, and he said she tried to be her mom too much I mean this family now already has two moms. <laughs> They don't need. They do not need another mom in this family. There are already two. (laughs) Right. So if I'm coming in trying to be another mom, you know, that's not helping anybody, and it's definitely not helping me. And and there for a while, I was cool. Like you know, the first year or so, it was good. But then I started having more responsibilities because of his work schedule, and I would have to pick them up from school, and you know, cook them dinner sometimes, bring them to school some days, and whatever. I was with them alone a lot, and so I just sort of. you know kind of fell into it without being a, even realizing that's what was happening mm-hmm. and then i would i would say things to her you know she was being rude or whatever even when my husband was home i would say something and then that would cause even more you know that would cause a fight and then i would be like what is her deal you know she cuz one on one she's great and i can she doesn't argue with me but as soon as my husband walks in the door now she's ready to fight with me and i'm like this is so it's so confusing what is she why is she acting like this and then um yeah it wasn't until recently till i found um you know your this podcast and the Facebook group. And now I joined the Academy and it wasn't until, you know, maybe two months ago, just after the wedding, I said, I need, I need a resource. This is not, <laughs> this is not working. And I finally, you know, I found it and I feel a lot better. And my husband's on board. He's like, this is what I've been telling you to do the whole time.
0: Oh, please don't tell David that. Please, please, please <laughs> don't tell David that. Cause you know, that's what he says.
1: He'll say, that's not nacho to me.
0: <laughs> that's what your husband like, says. I-
1: yeah, if I say something, he'll go. That's not nacho, and I'm like, damn it, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so he keeps he keeps me on track.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's good as long as long as it doesn't make you mad when he says that. You know, it's kind of like um, with us telling the bio dad, you know, your kid did something wrong. It may be okay every once in a while, but then if it's every mm-hmm. f- time you turn around it's going to get on their nerves. Just like if every time you turn around, he says, that's not nacho. That's not nacho. You're going to be like, I'm got to take this nacho and shove it up your
1: tail. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, it does give me a little twinge, a little when he says it, but he is right. And he's not saying it to be mean. He's just trying to keep me on track and he's not wrong. So I'll give him that at least. Um, I definitely, you know, we, but we can, we can laugh about it, you know, he, I've been trying to tell him, you know, you can go, take some of the courses, you know, just listen to them. You can log in and listen to them. He should, and so he I think he's going to because I think even still there are some things about it that he doesn't quite understand. Um, and so I think it'll be good for him to to listen to some of those courses so that he gets at least where I'm coming from. You know, I might be doing it wrong sometimes. I mean, th- that's totally possible. So if he if he also listens to it, we can you know be coming from the same place. So right.
0: And I think he would get a lot of benefit from listening to the men's only course that David did.
1: Yeah, for sure. I definitely want him to listen to that one.
0: It's funny because, um, <laughs> you know, when we first came out with that course, all the women were like, well, I'm not letting him listen to it until I listen to it first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I did listen to it. Ah, oh, look. You did. Are you a man? <laughs> I, I liked He's like, if you're, if you're a woman, get out. And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to see, you know, um, his, you know, where he was coming from and that, and I, you know, I enjoyed it, but it, it wasn't for me. Cause I had already listened to everything else. It wasn't anything new. So that was good. I just don't want to miss anything that I might, you know, coming from another perspective that might click. You know, right. differently. So that, that's kind of what I was thinking.
0: Yeah. And um, it's funny because I laughed at David when he got through with Gordon. And I said, goodness, that's going to be like a Netflix movie because <laughs> it seemed like it was so long.
1: It was a long one. Yeah. It was like an hour, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny when we started the Nacho Kids Academy, we had said, okay, we were going to do, you know, courses and in the courses have smaller modules. That way, you know, 15, 20 minute um, little bits of information. And it it never goes that way. It never goes that way because we start talking about so much more. And we had originally said, we need to cut those back. And I'm like, no, we don't because that one thing we say at the end might be what somebody needed to hear.
1: Right. We just need to go with it. I don't think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think all of them are, are wonderful and it's, it's fine when you guys get a little distracted because I mean, it's fun. It keeps it entertaining. And, uh, (laughs) I think it's all helpful. You know, it's all useful. So whatever it is that comes out of your mouth, (laughs) it's helpful. (laughs) There's
0: no telling, is there? That's for sure. (laughs) You've watched, most of the people that we've had on here haven't watched, um, if they are members of the Academy. Um, I think we've only had a few that are members, but we didn't really discuss the videos. But you definitely see a different side of me and David on those videos because, I mean, it's just as plain as you can get it's like this is the yeah. truth this is the whole truth and nothing but the truth and we're going to make you laugh yeah. talking about it and you know David's always got to cut up so yeah,
1: yeah it's good. a lot of fun yeah the dynamic with you too is is great it makes it fun you know it's not so serious it makes it makes it fun and still so, like so much information and and you're so uh you know it's not dry and it's so relatable all of it it makes so much sense you know so um it's really coming from your hearts. You know, you're not just reading a piece of paper. It's your, this information is in your head and, and you're, you're just trying to relay it to other people. And it's, it's really, really helpful. So thank you.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad. And you were very welcome.
1: You've saved, you know, uh, me from wanting to run away. Cause for sure, you know, my husband went through his own, um, traumas as a child, uh, you know, with a mother with some mental illness issues. And then he ended up with somebody who has, a, I mean, you know, I don't know if she's mentally ill or just addicted, you know, an addict mm-hmm. an alcoholic and then, you know, bio mom too, what good person, but they just didn't have a great relationship and just like all this trauma. And I just come in and I'm like, I have so much love. I can save all of you. and
0: <laughs> With your stepmom, capone. bone
1: <laughs> Maybe I can, but not without taking a real beating, you know, personally. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, to be honest, you know, with his mom, like recently we've stopped talking to her. So that, that abuse is over. Um, the abuse with BioMom1 is now over for him and the child. And things are good with bio mom too. So in a way it did stop, but right. I, it took a, a it, it, it emptied me mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt very drained and definitely burnt out. And, um, I feel in the past two months, um, I'm getting back, back on my feet and getting back together. Um, and, and I, and there's hope for sure. So I feel a lot better now. Good. There's still good days and bad days, you know, for sure. But uh just. Well,
0: it is. It's a roller coaster and, and it's not like once you start nachoing everything's great, but it takes time and you learn the tools yeah. to help you with it and the right. habits you're trying to break over time they get easier and you're not so focused on mm-hmm. what the stepkid's doing wrong. You're more focused on your relationship mm-hmm. with your significant other. And you change mm-hmm. your focus, you learn how to avoid your yep. triggers. There's just so much yep. to it. And it's amazing. I remember waking up one morning after I, I had um, started not showing, you know, um, I mean, like, it was pretty soon after. And I was like, wait a minute, I feel like me again. Yeah, I had lost me and all of the stress of the blend. And then when I stepped back, I was able to regroup and it's like, who there's Lori. Where you at, funny girl? Where you been? <laughs> you was replaced yeah. by the crying old hag on the front porch saying, what have I done? But, <laughs> you know, give me some nachos and here I am happy.
1: Yeah, it's scary when you get to that point and you're and you're just going. I mean, it doesn't take to like. I guess slowly it happened over time, but by the time I realized like that I was empty and feeling drained, like I can't live like that for very long. I I would just won't allow it. So um, I needed something quick and I needed something, you know, that was going to make a big difference. And um, because I, I, I just, I'm a runner. (laughs) I'm like pack my bags. I'm out of here. And I just can't imagine doing that. Within two months of getting married, what is that about? You know, that's not that's not trying. Or, I mean, I hear people being unhappy for so long, and I don't know how people do it. I, I just, for me, I I can't I can't live like that. So, um, you know, once I realized, once I was kind of at the rock bottom of it, I, I said, I you know, I have to get out of this. And so, I'm definitely crawling my way out. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling feeling pretty good right now. Well. What changed?
0: Because it seems like once you got married, that's when things changed. Is that right?
1: It definitely felt like that. You know, I don't, I know that stepdaughter 11's mom would say, because she would tell me, say things like Krista's not going to be around for very long. Your dad just goes through women. Okay. In the past 10 years, he's had, uh, you know, an ex girlfriend, (laughs) a wife, and then now like another relationship. And that was all in his, like, 20s. Like, who doesn't do that in their 20s? I know that he, like, had kids with them all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, but it's, like, not that abnormal. He was just kind of, like, young and dumb and not really thinking and thinking babies would fix his relationships. And obviously that doesn't work. Everybody knows that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and, and say things like, oh, he just has a baby with them and then leaves. Like, just saying stuff like that, which is just not the way that he is. Like, he's the nicest person and he's, really smart. He just, because he wasn't given the tools from his mom on how to like, you know, build a functional life, you know, he wasn't able to do that. Um, And so, I mean, now he's there now, you know, now he's in his thirties and he's kind of like smartening up to all of this. But um, anyway, so the wedding, they were, the girls were so excited. We had the wedding. It was awesome. We had so much fun. They loved it. They had a great time. She went, stepdaughter 11 went to her mom's like the following weekends. And I always take my I have Mondays off. So I always go with my husband to pick up, pick her up from school. Mm -hmm. And um, she gets in the car. And so she could either get in the car. And if you say hi to her, she doesn't say anything. Or if you don't say hi to her, then she'll say, why isn't anybody talking to me? Kind of like her mom sets, up, <laughs> sets it up so you're losing either way. So I decided that day, I mean, it was like we've been married for one week and I was like, I'm just going to be the bigger person and say, hey, how was your day? Good to see you. I hope you ha-, you know, whatever. And so she gets in the car and I say that. I'm like, hey, how was your day? How are you? And she didn't answer me. And I was, I just kind of like turned around and I was like, did you hear me or, and she just rolled her eyes and was like, it was fine. And I was just like, that is it, you know? And I just said, oh my God, I cannot believe that, you know, after having the, a beautiful wedding and then a beautiful week after the wedding, we had fun. It was a great week. She's at her mom's for two days and then this is how she's going to treat me. And it was Basically, I started not chewing there before I even knew about not chewing cuz I mm-hmm. just said I'm not se- I'm not setting myself up to be rejected. It's too right. painful, you know, like. <laughs>
0: and then some people will say, "Well, wait a minute, but you're the you're the adult. You should set yourself up to be subjected to disappointment and hurt and anger." No, 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 no. That child is set, you know, 11 years old. She knows what she's doing.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, she does. Well, that's what she's been taught too. I mean, she's learning it straight from the source. <laughs> and like you said, though, if if
0: you don't say anything to her, then she complains about you not saying anything to her. So she
1: knows. Uh huh. Mm hmm. I went through a few days of um, when she would ask me something, I would just ask her a question back, you know, um, because no matter what you say, she'll. Disagree with you somehow. So I would just say, What why does it matter? Or what do you think? Or hmm, you know, blah blah blah. Whatever I could think of, just ask her the question back instead of actually answering the question. And she caught on to that real quick. She was pretty she's pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, she said, Why are you doing that? And I said, Because every time I answer your questions, you just disagree with me. And she said, No, I don't. And I said, You're doing it right now. <laughs> and she could, she was the look on her face she was like, Oh my God, I totally, I cornered her. I got her, you know, I totally got her. And then she, she just, she got pretty, she got kind of mad, you know, she was a little bit upset. And I was just like, this is why I don't answer your questions. Like exactly what's happening right now. So, (laughs) but like yesterday, so she started her, you know, period for the first time. And Zach, or my husband said, you know, can you talk to her about this? And I said, I am, she knows that I'm happy to help her. I will definitely help her out, but you guys have to initiate it when I get home. I'm not going to set myself up for rejection. I'm not going to go up to her and say, Hey, do you want to have that chat? I mean, she already knows we already talked about it, but just kind of like the, in the moment talk, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I said, I'm not setting myself up for it. So he said under that he understood and when i got home i just didn't say anything and then we were all three in the room together and he said he said to her you know you want to have that chat now and she goes no no and i just looked at her and i grabbed her and i gave her a big hug and i said listen i said it's all right because i haven't talked to her in 2 weeks you know not even a word so um i think she was worried that i was going to you know be mean or something <laughs> like mm-hmm. So I, so I just gave her a big hug and I said, you knew this was coming. We've talked about it before, but let's go over things again. And I just said, you know, said everything. I just, you know, went over everything and just made it so that she knew that she could ask me any question and nothing is embarrassing. I can talk about all of it and it's not embarrassing. So ask me anything, you know, that kind of thing. And she did. She had a few questions after I was done with my spiel. And, um, and I said, you know, I'll always be here. You know, if you need anything, you let me know, but I'm I'm not going to be the one to ask you. <laughs> you have to ask me, but I will always say yes. I will always help you. And she was like, okay. So.
0: Right. We've seen it in the Facebook groups where somebody will say, well, my stepdaughter started her period and my husband said that I have to be the one to talk to her. Like he's demanding that the stepmom talk to her about that. Mm-hmm. And of course, I disagree with that. If he doesn't want to do it, he can ask bio mom. If bio mom's not in the picture, then he can ask stepmom, don't tell that woman what she needs to do. It's
1: not her kid. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't. He, my husband would never talk to me like that. <laughs> he asked me you know, nicely. And I, of course, said, of course, I'll help her. But yeah, no, I can't imagine if I said, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't want to do that. Then he would say, OK. <laughs> And he would mm-hmm. figure something else out, you know, for sure, yeah, he wouldn't force me, but yeah, that is that is um yeah i i i that would be difficult for a stepmother um to have you know your husband sort of demanding uh
0: that you play mom,
1: yeah, yeah, that would be really hard,
0: yeah, you're fortunate that your husband um supports you not playing mom,
1: he does, and you know it, when i the the more I step back the more I see how capable he is <laughs> and he doesn't, he doesn't need me and they don't need me um, to be, to play that role. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm just like realizing that um, my role here is to support my husband and his role in parenting. And yes. as, as just as his, even, even separate from his parenting or the kids, like just being his wife, you know, and supporting him with what he needs. And if what he needs is me to support him um in his parenting in that moment then fine. If it's supporting him in another way, then fine I'll do that too. But my my job is not, you know, like I said, another mom in this family. It's not needed. Right. So exactly. Yeah. It definitely helps to have that that uh perspective on things. Oh yeah.
0: Definitely. Because you would be fighting another battle if he didn't agree with that.
1: Right. Well, and you know, Nacho Kids teaches you don't take one problem and turn it into two or three. Take one problem he's having with the kid. So there's one problem. And then me getting in the middle. So now I have a problem with him and I have a problem with her. So that's like one problem turning into three problems. And it's like, why, why do that? It doesn't, it doesn't help anything. And then everyone's mad, even more angry than, you know, than it was originally in the in the first problem you know Mm -hmm. because he really is so patient he really doesn't get angry unless you really really push his buttons you know to to like nonstop to the point of like you know anyone would would finally lose it you know so he's wicked patient more patient than I am and so Mm -hmm. um so it takes a lot to to get him to that point whereas for me I get there quickly, <laughs> so it's better for me to just leave and walk away and put my noise-canceling headphones on and listen to the Nacho Kids podcast. Or
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> my uh,
1: my my song right now is the Taylor. I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan, but the girls showed me the Taylor Swift song "Calm Down." I don't know if you have heard it, but. Uh-uh. It's like you need you need to calm down. You're being too loud, and so I just say that to like my angry negative thoughts. Like you need to calm down. You're being too loud, <laughs> so it helps to kind of push them away.
0: It's funny that you said that because um a lot of times people will say talk. You need to talk to your thoughts and your feelings, and people are like, "What? You're crazy. You know, I'm not a schizophrenic or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but." They're talking to you. They're telling you, hey, you're not a good wife. You're not a good stepmom. You this, you that. It's very rarely does your mind tell you good things about yourself.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. It's so easy to just really bash yourself, isn't it? Oh, yes. It, it's I've it so been realizing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of kind of if you can stop yourself and look at those thoughts and actually picture them being something that's not you something that's actually separate from you, a total separate being, um, that's just like living in your head and saying, wow, what are you doing? Get out of here. You don't belong here. You know, that kind of thing. I think that's, that's really helped me to to see it as that. This is something that's not on your side. <laughs> yeah. Not kind of you. the and, devil angel thing. Yep. 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 Get it out of your head for sure. So that, that's, that's been helpful.
0: One thing too, that you mentioned was, um, and I, I am backtracking a little bit, but that's okay. Your husband said that to you about talking to stepdaughter about her starting her period. You you were not showing her, but you still helped her, and that's what not showing is. It didn't cause you mm-hmm. stress to talk to her about that, so you did it.
1: Right, right. Yep. Yeah, no, it didn't it didn't cause me stress at all. I was totally totally willing to do that for her. Um mm-hmm. I don't want her to feel alone in that right now, you know, to feel like if she Has a question about it that she can't ask me, you know. Um, I mean, I would be willing to have any conversation with her if she started it, you know, and talked to me. I wouldn't ignore her, but she actually seems kind of comfortable with it right now. She's actually like fine with me not really having anything to say because, and and we both feel, I think, a little bit more safe uh, being around the home because she can say, Whatever to my husband, and they can have their own deal. And I don't. I she knows I'm not going to butt in. I'm just going to stay out of it. And I can talk to my husband comfortably about whatever, knowing that and know that she's not going to butt in and she's not going to have an opinion about our conversation. So right. we both know that we both like kind of have like that respect for each other right now. And um, I think we both are a little bit more comfortable in the house. I mean, she she's been. She's been really, really rough <laughs> a little bit lately because I think because of just knowing what the changes with her mom and everything. Um, she's had some episodes, if you I would call them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so now it's like for sure I get a little anxious when I see the conversation with, you know, whatever she's doing with, you know, talking with my husband and I see it sort of escalating and I see her getting angrier. I'm like, oh. Hopefully she doesn't go to that place of like just being full throttle crazy. And so I'm a little like, um, like <laughs> i like, I call it traumatized. I mean, it's barely because it's nothing compared to anything she's been through. But I definitely get very anxious when I feel like it's getting to that level. So I just try to stay out of the picture.
0: Like you said, we're not trying to compare PTSD from being in war or Uh, being almost murdered or anything like that to being a stepmom. But there is a PTSD. We can call it post-traumatic stepmom disorder.
1: (laughs) I like it. I'm serious.
0: It is. It does
1: affect you. It affects you different if it's not your kid. It just does. I, I I mean, he's not affected by this stuff somehow, or maybe he is and he's just not saying it, but he's able to just play his guitar as he's walking around the house or he has a mandolin and he'll just play it as she's crying and yelling and getting all angry and <laughs> he's just playing his mandolin walking around the house just trying, not facing him and i'm in the bedroom with my headphones on shaking in the corner trying to stay out of
0: in the fetal position rocking back and forth yeah.
2: <laughs> make it stop,
0: holding my make dog. It stop. yeah <laughs>
2: It's yeah. true. Oh, I
0: know. Yeah. But it's because it's like you said, it's different when they're your kids. Now I'm, I'm I'm curious, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but do you want kids of your own?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, so I, I've never been like the type to dream about that, you know. I'm like, oh sure, probably someday, that kind of thing. Um and when I met him, you know, I did say, you know, are you willing to have more kids? And he said, Yeah. And so we've we've talked about maybe having one. Um, we do joke and say, as long as it's a boy, we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> so we're really <laughs> hoping for that. But, um, you know, right now we're definitely at a, in a place of like saying, I don't know, maybe we won't because, you know, in 10 years, I'm 35. So, you know, I don't have, you know, I have a few years, but I don't have many. And mm-hmm. he's he's younger. He's 31. He'll be 32 soon. But um, so he's got time. But um, you know, I just the it's the thought of in ten years, I mean, maybe the kids will still be living in the house, but they'll be adults, you know, whatever wherever they are, they'll be adults. And we, you know, in ten years being forty five and not having any of that responsibility does seem pretty appealing to me right now. Um, plus, you know, she's so much work that I, 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 I'm afraid of how much will change the dynamic. I mean, there's already so much stress when everyone's relationships that I I don't want to have a kid and then have it all fail, you know, because then there's another kid with parents that aren't together. And then my husband has another kid with a woman that he's not with. And and it's like, oh, like, you know, we have to emotionally, all of us get to a point where we think it's fair to a child and to the rest of us to do that. So, you know, I'm a little resentful because I want to be able to have the, choice and not have it rely on everyone else's mental health status in my house you know people that i i'm not even responsible for mm-hmm. um so that's like i'm a little bit resentful so i definitely if we end up not having kids I'm probably gonna have to f- find a way to work on you know letting go of that and actually finding the beauty and not having to do that um but uh and and you know not having the responsibility in ten years, I said, "What am I going to do? I'm going to be so bored." And he's like, "What?" When we have like money and we're traveling, and going on <laughs> vacations and stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, that's a really good point." And you know, I I um, I own a business. I I'm a dog groomer. I have a little dog grooming salon where I live, and um, so we I have three dogs and. Um, We pet sit a lot and we do some fostering and things like that. And we're like, well, maybe we'll just like have five or six dogs, you know, like at that point in our lives. And, and we can just sort of do that instead of kids, you know, but so it's really up in the air right now and certainly wouldn't be for at least a year. Even if we knew that we definitely were going to do it, it would not be for at least another year. So we're sort of putting it on the shelf for now and we'll come back to it in a little bit.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm glad that he's open to it, and also that you're open. You're not adamant that you have to,
1: yeah. Because you you yeah. are both
0: kind of in a we'll see kind of place, yeah. You know, and yeah. and that's good because there's no pressure either way. Yeah, it's easy for him to say, oh well, yeah. When we retire, we'll have money and whatever. But then in the back of your head, you're probably thinking, but you've got kids.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um. Yeah, just I I I know that I would be a good mom, <laughs> so I so I just go well. I I've never you know he's already experienced the infant stages, you know, and all of that, and um, you know I have a beautiful my 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 parents, and I have two brothers, and they have kids, and everyone is just wonderful and beautiful, and and I would love to add you know bring another life into at least that part of the family, but. At home, the dynamics are tough, you know? So I I just, I don't know what would be fair to everyone. The stepdaughter, they both say that they want us to. They both of the girls say that. Oh, you should. But stepdaughter nine, especially the younger one, is like, like... Asks us about it all the time. She really, really wants it, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, I'll do it, but you got to take care of it. She's like, I will. I'll change its diapers. I'll feed it, and I'll do everything. And I'm like, all right, fine, you know, <laughs> of course, then we'll do it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, are you going to take the baby with you to your mom's when you go? Because exactly. you know, you go to your mom's fifty fifty <laughs>
1: <laughs> and to school and all that. Yeah, yeah. You wake up in the middle of the night and uh, she, she, no, but she, cause she has like little baby cousins that she helps take care of and stuff, but, but she's sweet. And honestly she would, I know she would be like an amazing big sister. Like she would mm-hmm. be incredible. Um, stepdaughter 11. I'm not sure. It honestly could go either way. She could, she probably, I mean, she loves the, the two girls get along really well. Um, they love each other. They have so much fun playing together. It's nice cause they do get to have a break. You know stepdaughter nine goes to her mom's you know for a few days and comes back, and so she does get a break from you know they get a break from each other, so when they see each other, it's nice and they get excited and they have fun and they they really get along really well and I think you know with a baby, the age differences would be so vast that I think it might not be as bad as if they were you know three and and you know seven or something like that where they were closer um, you know, younger and closer in age to the baby, you know? So, right. But like I said, we all just need to be in a better emotional place and and then we'll, we'll kind of see things are a little rocky right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you'll be able to, you're smart enough to know that having an hour's child is going to change your dynamics and you can Mm -hmm. write down worst case scenario, best case scenario and weigh your options. And it may be something where you're like, well, I want my own child because girl, I'm telling you, there's nothing like having your own baby. I mean, I know you love stepdaughter nine, but when you have your own child, if you have your own child, you are going to understand what some stepmoms are saying of, there's no way you can love them like your own.
1: Right. Right. No, I do. I, I do understand there's a difference for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can love them, I mean, completely and with all your heart, but when you have a child that you've carried for eight or nine months, however long it is, and you've had that baby and you realize that part of that baby is you yeah, it's, it's completely different.
1: I mean, you know, it's the thing of, I I can love her, but she doesn't call me mom, (laughs) you know, right? she Mm -hmm. doesn't, she doesn't, you know, when she sees, she doesn't, um, you know, crave me when, when she's not around me, you know, she doesn't, when she sees me she she gives me a hug but she doesn't run and jump into my arms like she does her mom you know what i mean so and i'm mm-hmm. not i am not saying that i'm jealous of any of that cuz i'm not like i don't feel any right it's just different like, I, I totally respect that but that will never you know no matter how much she loves me and how much she tells me that like it's not the same as her mom you know what mm-hmm. i mean so um to have so to have that you know to have my own and have that connection like I said, as long as it's a boy, <laughs> um,
0: you, you know you'll have a girl.
1: <laughs> oh shit! I know. I keep saying it. I probably will. I'm just <laughs> doomed.
0: Yeah, you probably will.
1: Yeah. <laughs> My husband <laughs> just is surrounded by women all the time. Like he always has been. So funny. Mm-hmm. Poor but, thing. Um, I know he handles it well. He does. He knows women really well. He really like with how how high conflict both of the bio moms will one of them always, and probably always will be the other ones better now, but in the beginning, you know, how high conflict they both were. Plus add his mom to that. He's dealing with the three of them, just bashing him constantly every day. You know, um, he handled it so well. (laughs) I'm so really impressed with, with how, well, he would just say you're, you know, you're, speaking from an emotional place like talk to me when you're calm instead of like yelling you know back or or just continuing this fight he would just ignore and wait until they were calm and like you know he just he, underst- he understands women really well it's really interesting so i get to benefit from that
0: yes for definitely sure. <laughs> he might could give us awesome classes on that how to calm down mhm now I, you know i will say prior to me not showing i was of the um opinion that everybody needed to know what I was thinking and that I felt like I was giving them a disservice or if I didn't tell them what I was thinking, because my opinion was important. And girl, right. I'm telling you, it is like night and day. Because now I think I'm like, Phew, not wasting my energy on you, brother.
1: Even if you're saying something positive, like mm-hmm. they don't like, they don't want to hear it. They just are like, get out of here with your positivity, like. <laughs> 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 for me for me anyways like i've noticed that they're just like especially step that are 11 i'm trying to teach her you know she'll complain about something somebody did at school and i'll say well just take that behavior and don't do it if you're annoyed by her doing that then make sure you don't act that way and you know and you know don't complain about it anymore it's over like try to change it into something positive in your head and um they're she's just so tired of hearing all that, you know, trying to change it into some, something positive she it doesn't work for her, she's done with it, <laughs> so she's
0: still a little young to be able to understand that, but
1: yeah, hey, one thing yeah. get her to do um
0: and I think we mentioned this before mm-hmm. is try to get her um and significant other doing the gratitude thing every day,
1: yeah, yeah, I have like a whole journal on it now, yeah, she doesn't even mm-hmm. have to write it
0: down even just in the car together. If he Mm -hmm, picks her up from mm -hmm. school, you know, on the way home, tell me three things you're grateful for, or you're thankful for that happened today. Right. Yep.
1: Yep. I think he does try to do that. I don't know how often he does it, but like, okay, you have, you have three minutes to complain, but then I want to hear good stuff. You know, he lets her, he lets her vent because I think we all have to do that. Think about, you know, you come home from work and one of your coworkers, I don't have coworkers. (laughs) (laughs) I, I just work by myself now, but you know, before, you know, you come home from work and you want to spend 15 minutes complaining about your boss or a coworker or whatever, you know, we all need to have that time, you know, to vent. So if she needs to get in the car and complain about something that somebody was doing, you know, then she can have that time. But also like now let's think of a few positive things that happened, you know? Um, So I know he does do that sometimes. I'm not always in the car, so I don't know how often, but I'll remind him of that.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad that you decided to be a guest on our podcast. And I'm so glad that you joined the Academy because I can tell just from talking to you, you have been busting your butt and watching videos and reading stuff because (laughs) just the stuff you're saying back to me, I'm like, she's getting it. She's really getting it. I totally
1: am. I, you know, I needed it so bad. Um, So I think when you really need that, information, it you just soak it right up, you know, like a sponge. I mean, I don't even I don't have to go back and go, wait, what was that? You know, it's like everything is just it's in it it is a practice to um actually do the things or not do them in a lot of cases. (laughs) Right. Uh you know, to, to pull back and step back. You know, when he says to me, you know, that's not nacho, I'll say, Yeah, you're right. I'm not that I'm not that good at it yet. Or at least this thing is okay, so this is where I still have a weak spot and like where I'm not nachoing, you know, like want, mm-hmm. like not saying anything negative about the step kid, you know, I'm really working on that one with him because sometimes he'll bring it up to me and he'll want to start talking about her. And so it's hard to remember to go, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there anything yeah. I can do to help you? You know, d- just kind of like keeping it there and, you know, letting him vent. Um, right. but, but yeah, I think, you know, it's definitely... Definitely changed my relationship with you know everyone in the house, and and it's even just if you're not a stepmom, some of the you know cognitive behavior therapy. That's what this is: just being mm-hmm. aware of your thoughts and 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 naming them and trying to you know trying to change them for the better. Anyone can benefit from that. Being a stepmom or whoever you are, from that right. kind of that kind of thinking. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nacho is a way of life, girl.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is.
0: Yeah, it is. And I know, um, hopefully you can get your husband to listen to the men's only thing and let us know what he thinks about it.
1: Yeah. He, he wants to, he will, he definitely will. I will let you know after he listens to it. Yeah. Good yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank
0: you again for being a guest. We really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you. It was a pleasure. And I'm sure we will talk soon. Okay. Thanks Lori. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: You know, people often ask us, can you not Joe one step kid and not the other? You sure can. And Krista is a prime example of that. Stepdaughter nine to her is an angel. They have the best relationship. And her and stepdaughter 11, they struggle. Mm -hmm. She understands why stepdaughter 11 has some of her struggles and challenges and things like that. But it still doesn't make it easy.
3: Nope, does not.
0: Especially when she's there all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, the bio mom does have supervised visits, but I don't think she takes advantage of them.
3: Mm. Yeah, that happens.
0: It helps that her husband supports her nachoing.
3: Mm-hmm. I support it when you nacho.
0: I know. But we see it all the time where people will say, well, I told my husband that I wasn't going to do this for the kids anymore and that he needed to step up and do it. And the next thing you know, it's, he's mad because he married her to help raise his kids.
3: That's AKA, called. AKA, I raised <laughs> you to be a
0: nanny to my youngins. I
3: raised you to be a nanny? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, I did.
0: (laughs) I I married you to be a nanny to my youngins. A nanny. A nanny. Like a nanny goat. A nanny goat.
3: Yeah. So that's called unrealistic expectations.
0: Yeah, but I mean, think about it.
3: Oh, look, I did it.
0: I know. I did it. I did
3: the same thing. But, you know, I was um, astute enough to know that whatever I was doing wasn't working.
0: Well, it was kind of obvious.
3: Yeah. You made it that way.
0: Oh, my God. Dude, don't forget, I'm on steroids right now. <laughs>
3: you going to throw me against the wall?
0: <laughs> I'm going to throw you against the wall. Oh,
3: that might be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times.
0: No, it's not good times. That's more crap I got to edit. <laughs> I always have to edit some crap.
2: <laughs>
0: <sighs> One thing that Krista has learned... And and it was one of the things that I learned straight off the bat was don't set yourself up for rejection. If the stepkids come in and you go, hey, good to see you or hey, and they just look at you and roll their eyes or they don't acknowledge you. They just, you know, basically ignore you mm-hmm. and it makes you mad. Then guess what? The next time they walk their happy butts back in that door, you ain't getting a hey, how are you from me?
3: Mm. That's rough.
0: No, it ain't rough. <laughs> If you can't respond to me, then I'm not going to talk to you. It's simple. I don't owe you anything.
3: Or you could say hey to them with the understanding that if they don't talk to you, then you can't be mad about it.
0: I never got to that point. (laughs) Because if I say hey, I expect a hey back. Do you? Oh, great. Now I'm going to say David and he's going to ignore me. All right. (laughs) But no, I did try certain things with them. I didn't just go, I gave you one shot, buddy. You know, because I think, okay, maybe they had a bad day at school or whatever. And so the next time they would come over, you know, I would just kind of gauge things and then give them a few minutes. And then when they dropped their stuff off and came back downstairs, I'd be like, hey. And then if they didn't say nothing then, I'm like, all right, that was number two.
3: That's because they, you know, they got dropped off and were told, don't have anything to do with that evil woman over there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, it never failed once Things got better with us, of course, that they would come in. Hey, Lori. But there was that time that I just didn't say anything because if I asked them a question or said, hey, and they ignored me, it made me mad. So how was that good for anybody? It wasn't.
3: Yeah. Now they call on you know Facebook Messenger or whatever. We're two minutes into the call and they're like, where's Lori at? I'm like, you called me. What are you doing? That's all right. They call
0: me and ask me where the dog is. (laughs) I'm like, she went out with her boyfriend. You yeah, better not. They on a date. They went to the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Where do you think the dog is? Come on now.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, yes, it does change. And one of the things that people don't seem to understand is, and I didn't understand in the, in the beginning because, I mean, we did everything wrong. We did everything wrong. And you have to let the kids lead the relationship.
3: Yeah, not, not run the house.
0: <laughs> right. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. And so when the stepkids come in, you know, if they say hey to you, you better say hey back. Cause if you don't, that's rude. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's rude if they don't tell you hey. But you know, they go going through all this emotional mess from being stepkids. I guess we're supposed to have more understanding.
3: Yeah, you just you basically allow them to determine when you interject yourself
0: and what the speed is of the relationship. Right. And
3: it gets and it doesn't stay that way. I, I don't know how many times I have to explain to people. What you do today is not what you're going to be doing in six months. Right. Because if you do it right, then things change, and they change rapidly in most mm-hmm. cases.
0: And not that everything's going to be perfect, but you'll learn how to deal with those things better, and there'll be fewer and farther between.
3: Uh, yeah. So it's like, you know, you don't say, I'm going to run a marathon and then just go out there and run it. No. You, you, you have to work up to it. And yeah, it's you just, got to
0: start by running down the driveway.
3: For you, it'd be walking down the step. <laughs>
0: Stop, David, being ugly. I'm not being ugly, I'm being Okay, honest. so this is when you nacho your husband. People will say, can I nacho <laughs> my husband? And some people will go, no, you don't nacho your significant other. Well, I do, because I'm about to nacho him, because he's being ugly and he's going to hurt my feelings. Oh. Because I don't see him running no marathon.
3: No, but I can walk down the steps.
0: <laughs> I can walk down the steps, too, thank you very much. Okay. I just can't walk up the steps carrying a... Three hundred pound treadmill with somebody that's a foot taller than me and us expected to be the same level. Thank you very much. With the bad instruction of squat down and tighten it as much as you can.
3: What, what does "thank you very much" mean at the end of your rant? That is
0: sarcasm, David. <laughs> that is sarcasm.
3: What are you thanking me for?
0: Quit being mean to me.
3: <laughs> <sighs> uh, you need to, you need something to lower your stress level. You need to go away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I need to nacho you better.
3: See, that's what happens, folks. How Whenever many times you, have I threatened to do these when myself? When you tell somebody you're going to nacho them, sometimes they turn the heat up on you.
0: Yeah, if they're a button pusher. Let but, me tell y'all this. Button pushers unite. Our wonderful podcast man in Croatia that puts, after I edit my stuff, he puts it all together for me. And uh, he apparently listened to one of them. <laughs> Where the one where I said I don't like people saying my name after a sentence or in a sentence.
3: (laughs) That's right, Lori.
0: Yeah, it's like that.
3: Whatever, Lori.
0: Yeah, like that. (laughs) So I get this message from him that's like, Lori, what are you doing, Lori? How are things going, Lori? Something else, Lori. Why don't you like people saying your name, Lori? And on and on and on. I'm like, oh, my gosh, now I've got a button pusher in Croatia. Yeah. So It's a pandemic. Yeah. And so I am really seriously thinking of starting a button pusher victims support group.
3: Well, I told you I was going to start button pushers anonymous. It's
0: not anonymous. Y'all like it. Remember, we okay. talked about this.
3: Button pushers, non-anonymous. Non- say, that. say that fast.
0: Non-anonymous, 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 <laughs> non-anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> button pushers, proud. Proud button pushers. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, I don't want to go down this button pushing thing. Y'all making me tired.
3: All right. Are you done?
0: I don't know. Are we done?
3: I said, are you done?
0: What's that supposed to mean?
3: Because I'm waiting on you to get done.
0: Well, I'm, I'm waiting on you to get started.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do not forget to apply for a free one-month scholarship to the Nacho Kids Academy. Email us at us at NachoKids.com and say, tell me about your scholarship. And I'll tell you about it.
3: Mm -hmm. Or you can just listen to the first part of this podcast.
0: (laughs) No, because we didn't tell them exactly what to do. Well, we did. Yeah, we did. That was a long time ago.
3: (laughs) That was like two hours ago. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, you never know.
3: All right. Okay. That's been our show for today, folks. They had to hurry up before. Uh, Lori's ginkgo biloba runs out, and then she don't know what she's thinking anymore. I can't
0: take the ginkgo biloba; <laughs> it makes my head funky. It <laughs> you, does. It like gives me brain zaps or something. I don't, don't like it.
3: Yeah, you don't need any more brain funkiness no, going I, on. Uh, uh, uh,
0: I can't take the ginkgo biloba. <laughs> Isn't it supposed to help globa. with your memory? <laughs> I don't know. I can't
3: remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you can't remember. To tell you the stuff that I told you to take to help your shoulder. I, I can. Yeah, yeah Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, at least I can walk down the stairs. That's right.
3: That's right. With my basketball belly. That's right. At least I don't have somebody saying
0: I can't run right now because my COVID <laughs> cheeks will bounce and hit my eyes.
3: That oh, that would happen.
0: It would happen. <laughs> <laughs> It'd hurt my little eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Poor little cheeks.
3: Yeah. If you grow a beard, you look like Santa Claus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe from the head up, you look like one other week before you shave.
3: I know. I did. Anyway.
0: Happy kids run in. There's Santa Claus in the driveway.
3: All right, folks. If you enjoy if you enjoy hearing Lori and and me insulting each other, (laughs) tune in next week. When you hear Lori say,
0: Man, you ought to see that dog run on that treadmill.
3: (laughs) (laughs) At least she's in shape. (laughs) No, Round's not a shape.
0: All right, folks. You told me it was.
3: I was just trying to be nice to you. All right, folks, join us next week, (laughs) if I'm still alive. (laughs) Peace out. See you next Friday. Bye. Bye.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.